Greetings, adventurers. Welcome to The Confused Orc is Me, your portal to a world where chaos meets comedy in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Embrace the unexpected and let's see adventure take us everywhere. After all, in a world of D&D, anything can happen. And often does. And now to start today's adventure, here's our Dungeon Masters, Kyle Stobiner and Ryan Wells. Welcome back. Thank you for already joining us. This is D&D and the confused orc is me. We have a wonderful orc here. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, beautiful Scott we have here. And then uh, my fellow uh, Dungeon Master. Hello, I'm Kyle Stilpner. Fellow Dungeon Master. My name is Ryan Wells, and I like I said, want to welcome back. And we want to go to Chapter 2, uh, talking about D&D and all the fun, overwhelming information that we're going to throw at our confused orc today. <laughs> It is. Uh, I think it is. So in the first show, you were kind of laying the foundations. And I understand that I've created a character. I'm now in a tavern. Mm -hmm. I've uh, announced to the dungeon master that I want to pilfer a purse. Um, But I am still confused. Well, let's... Let's about <laughs> dice and the information sheets, and yeah. uh, I think I need more of a foundation. Which, this is perfect because why I start my my campaigns, my sessions is I do a recap at the beginning of every session because sometimes it can go weeks, months since we've last played due to life, and so I like I like the idea of like yeah, let's do a recap of what you've learned, and then we're gonna quiz you at the very end. Whole <laughs> test, so it's gonna be great. Um, yeah, the I think the. F- First thing, though, that it would be good to talk about mm-hmm. is what you mentioned with you built a character before. Yes. That we, I think we did you a little disservice by just glossing over that because the character building in itself is a super fun process, uh, a very creative process for the player. Um, like you said before, there are rules uh, the orcs have certain abilities and the elves have certain abilities. And if you're a wizard, yep. you have certain abilities. Um, I could have been an elf. You could have been an elf. Well, but then it would be the confused elf podcast, and that doesn't quite it doesn't quite yeah. doesn't work as story. Well, so I'm picturing that there's three or four people that want to play D and D, and they go, oh, "Hey, let's start a game." Wouldn't everybody go, "Okay, I'm the most powerful wizard"? I mean, yeah. how do you make sure that people pick different characters? Well, if you think about a TV show that is presenting to you a a world where anything is possible, like the hero comes up and does these amazing things, and then and then the hero comes up, and the other hero comes up and does all these amazing things, and then the other hero that's perfect comes up and mm-hmm. does all these amazing things, and all of these perfect, amazing characters have no downsides and absolutely zero agency in yeah. their life because everything is so perfect and great. Yep. That's not good TV. That's not good <laughs> storytelling. You get bored, you turn it off, you find something new. The game is a... I say it's the king of improv games because you, as a group, are telling a story that it is in everybody's best interest to tell the best story right. uh, possible. You, you want to make it compelling and immersive and make sure that the players are 
understanding their characters and where you're taking them. Yeah. And that means that the dungeon master, I'm just guessing now, mm-hmm. has to really paint a picture, kind of like you did, Kyle, when I walked into the tavern. It wasn't like, oh, I walked into a tavern. Yeah. No, there's the smell of stale ale and the creaky wood floors yeah. and the group of people standing around drinking or elves and knights and various people of the realm. Exactly. And um, the story is key for me. I think it's the same for yourself. Uh, When you run a game, the story is the the main thing that you you try to make it the main thing, but then the players decide, nah, you know that one NPC that doesn't matter and you created like five seconds ago? That's our hyper focus. That's who we love. Princess who? Yeah. I don't know. We're you good. Can, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> so it sounds like it. an interesting interaction between the dungeon master yes. and the players, mm-hmm. because even though the dungeon master starts the story and paints the picture, yep. the players kind of direct where it goes. Yeah. Again, I'm confused about the stat sheet. Where yes. does that come from? So, and then there's dice with like 12 sides and eight gonna- sides. I'm like, I'm confused. We're going to get huh? there, confused orc. Mm-hmm. Give, pump the brakes a second. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, because the character sheet you bring up mm-hmm. is your character. Yes. When you build your character, you make them, for the first time, you make these choices. You want to be an orc. You want to be a barbarian. You want to be this. Those rules that come in a book, usually called the core the core rule book. Yep. Uh, that oh, that's all, the first we've heard of that. Well, mm-hmm. I've been trying to tell you, but you keep talking about dice. <laughs> Sorry. Um, There's a core book. Who knew? There's a core book. There's so many books. Um, okay, but you don't need to own them all. You, the the. How dare you? I've spent thou. I mean, uh, <laughs> twenty bucks. Uh-huh. The, you don't need to own them all. <laughs> need is doing a lot of work in this Look, sentence. You and I have different needs, and I need to own them all. <laughs> Fair. But the players would have access to these rules everyone has the access to the same rules yeah. and technically you're p- building characters from the same pool of of rules mm-hmm. so there are uh basic mechanics and rules mm-hmm. to D. yeah yes. so if i may- are in these books and so i'm assuming if i came as a player mm-hmm. you are assume my co-players are assuming i have a certain base knowledge yes from the books yeah and so you usually start off with you know it it depends on the DM. It depends on the group. I usually do between four to six players. I found like if you do more than six players, things start to get crazy. If you go too few players, then the the difficulty ratings and challenging combat can get difficult. But you usually start off with four friends who just say, hey, what do you guys want to play? So, you know, Scott, your wonderful friend, you said, I want to be an orc. Cool. That is your race or ancestry, whatever book you're playing. And then what do you want to do? Do you want to swing a sword? Do you want to cast a spell? Do you want to create potions? Do you want to, you know... Just so even shadows? the orcs have those kind of options. Oh, yeah. well, everyone does, yeah. Well, so, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm really trying to understand this. When those four people get in a room, so it's four plus the dungeon master, yep. so that's yep. actually five. Mm-hmm. How are the people are picking their own characters? Mm-hmm. How do you keep them from all picking the same going back to my everybody's a wizard question yeah in yeah. in that is there is technically mm-hmm. nothing stopping them from doing that oh so you could have yeah. four wizards with different 
powers depending on what they pick going into a game. You can beautiful bards who are just musicians and that is all they want to be. You can have Gandalf, Dandalf, Fandalf, and Bandalf. The the Dolph brothers. Boblin the Goblin and then Joblin Mm -hmm. the Goblin and Foblin the Goblin. (laughs) Yeah. So you can have all these things, but it is when you get into D&D and you play it for a long time... I think you start to find that you have characters. If you think of characters more like archetypes, like in uh, storytelling, like you have your hero, but you also have your thief and you have your Your villains, your wizard, and you have your Han Solo types who are heroes, but they're not quite heroes. Uh huh. Can there be dumb orcs? There can be. There absolutely can. I've played several dumb orcs. I've played so many kinds of characters and, you can technically play, uh, you know, Johnny Big Buff, and I punch things for a living, and I'm the strongest character, you know, that's ever existed. But that's less interesting than um, a character who might be, you know, the character who really wants to be Johnny Big Body, but actually is a really tiny, like, halfling, like, hobbit character who's like i want to be super strong but i'm i have these tiny arms so it sounds like what you used in the tv analogy Mm -hmm. that you do need it's to everyone's advantage and enjoyment of the game to have a variety of characters that bring different aspects to the game and there's rules but i also understand that the dungeon master has the freedom Mm -hmm. to kind of take the game or the story, the immersive story, any direction. And then the players can take that in a direction. So it sounds like it can be very confusing. Huh? Well, uh, yeah. but <clears throat> And the mechanics you talked about earlier play into... Is there a beginning and end? Yeah. There, oh, okay. There is a beginning and end. You always start mm-hmm. with... In a tavern with a cup of ale. You often start with a t- in a tavern with a cup of ale. You don't always. I prefer them to start in prison. That's I also no way. I love putting yeah, players I've in had, prison the very first moment. I've done three different campaigns where I say you start off in prison. You have no equipment, no gold. You've done these terrible things. How do you get out of prison? Good luck. Good luck. Well, and, and I'm assuming, you, and I, I'm just guessing now mm-hmm. that you would use the dice to see if you get out of jail or not. That's And that's the crux of the dice thing. Because the okay. dice themselves bring chance into yes. play. So let's go In back. variety, yeah. Let's go back to your pilfering of that purse. Yes. In this case, as the GM, I would say, okay, one of your stats on your character sheet is called Perception. It's the your lookiness. It's being able to see things and be aware of your surroundings. Some characters are really good at perception. They've got eagle eyes, legless. What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. That's a that's Lord of the Rings joke. Oh, um, sorry, I missed it. Who you've got <laughs> characters who don't have very good perception. They are often distracted, whatever your character is. And you make these choices as the player, how good you are at certain things for interest interest reasons. Um, The main dice, the most iconic die Mm -hmm. that 
is connected to D&D is the 20-sided die. 20 Sided? Correct. I didn't realize it got that crazy. Oh, it gets yeah. even worse than that. There's <clears throat> D-hundreds, there's no dice, it's yeah. D-fours. Um, well, okay, so you've you've kind of shared with me that the Dungeon Master sets an immersive story, the character walks into the story, the Dungeon Manager kind of controls what happens to that character, but then the character can kind of make some choices based on dice rolls. But for example, as a gamer in video world, Mm -hmm. if you die, you can come right back Mm -hmm. in dungeons and dragons, because there's pitfalls and challenges, Mm -hmm. both created by the die or by the dungeon master. Mm -hmm. What happens if you, die or, or lose an arm in battle. So I honestly would like to do a whole chapter on just death. Yes. I think that would be is that what you've just talked about is something that depending on the DM, GM, whatnot, uh that's a whole entire Okay, so I've like, leapfrogged. So I would say let's bit. save that okay. for a whole right. chapter. Um just because that can be crazy. That, that can be can intense. be super crazy. Because it's well, it's not but like I, video games. I wanted to go back for a minute because we were talking about you're the orc. You're in the tavern. You've decided mm-hmm. I want to steal. You have chosen to be, from what I can see, a class of like a rogue. You want to steal. You want to pilfer for whatever various reasons. You have to decide. But a the, nice rogue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, yeah. But oh, yeah. like you have to decide, am I stealing for food? Am I poor and I just need to survive? Do I have a family? Do I have kids I need to feed? Or am I just like, I need to get that gold. I need to do what I need to do to get that new blade I want, the new potions I need. Yeah, You have to decide what alignment you are. In my mind, he's just poor. He wants some lamb and Mm half-cooked lamb and ale. And he uh, is going to bewilder his victim with comedy and and oh. dis, you know like magic or juggling to distract them while he steals their purse. So maybe he's a, like a, a, a wizard. Role. It could be something along the lines of like he's half wizard, half rogue. So maybe sure. he knows a little magic to kind of like. Well, I was thinking the very basic, you know. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, I'm probably overthinking it, but <laughs> I mean, not really, because yeah. you have, like I said, these statistics yeah. that huh? tell you what kind of character you are, and it's all the stuff you do even before you even walked into the tavern. Yeah. So in this case, that's the kind of character you wanted to play. So you would be a very charismatic character. You would have uh, stats that give you bonuses to talking and being uh, very, very uh, charismatic. Um, In addition to being deft with your fingers because you are... Uh, very good at taking things. Misdirection. Exactly. So let me capsulate real quick. It sounds like what makes this interesting is that even though that there's a guideline for the characters, Mm -hmm. the role-playing person, in this case me, Mm -hmm. can kind of determine, and I imagine people use their own personalities a little bit. Because obviously that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I'm all about you know, entertaining and stealing and (laughs) distracting. Sorry. (laughs) As a dumb orc. He steals our iced tea all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that may be where, and I'm just trying to get my head Mm -hmm. around it. That may be where the various people you're playing with bring themselves into the game. And even though they've created this character, that's 
reminiscent of themselves or something they'd want to be mm-hmm. in, in their imagination. It's still the dungeon master's immersive story. And then the chance of the dice that really determines their life in the game. Yeah. It, that sounds so confusing. Well, then you're also taking huh? into account that you think you're the hero of the story. You think that you are the orc who showed up and I need to do what I need to do to survive. You're forgetting there are four or five other players at the table who are a wizard, uh, elf, or whatever. They also have their own goals, their own agendas, their own mm-hmm. desires. So now, you, now all of a sudden you're banding with a group of other friends who are like, we don't like that you steal. We're going to have a conversation about that. Uh, can you stop? Or at least can you not steal from people who we don't want you to steal from? And then now you're interacting with a bunch of other players. That brings me to a question. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. I I know the (laughs) questions are distracting, but I'm trying to understand the game. So I'm not necessarily, if I have three other players, they're Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the tavern with me. They could be in other aspects of the game. They could be wherever you want. One could be in prison. One could be on a quest. I think generally. Or they all in the tavern. It's easier. Well, again, it comes down to, it's, it's, I think it would be best to think of it like TV. To think of it like a story. So in this case, you would show up in the tavern and then you'd be doing stuff. And that's kind of where we begin. And then I would look to your left and see the character next to you. And I go, okay, where are you right now? And then that player would go, well, I'm on stage because I'm a singer. And then we'd pick up there or the player to your right would be like, I've just broken out of prison. (laughs) And then we... We start there. That is our cold open. That yeah. is where the story, the the tavern in Star Wars, that is where we have picked up once the we've gone from black into the character the, the first minutes of the story. That is where you have shown up. You have rolled a dice to see if you see a coin purse. You see a coin purse because you you rolled high enough on your dice. You then roll dice because uh, again it's the percent it's the chance the chance you roll the dice to charm the person into being uh distracted enough that you could take the coin purse you succeed based on the dice and the number or whatever the dm thinks that you um need to roll to get there and he tells you how successful you are. DR, CR. So it's not just the dice, it's the dice and the dungeon master. Well, that's the thing. If you think of the dungeon master as the, the leader of the mechanics of the game, the, they're like the computer, you know, you put the, you do the input on the computer game and the, the computer tells you what, what happens. So now think about it this way though. Your whole goal was to take, a pouch of gold from said individual. That's all you're focused on. Now, what if as the DM, I say, cool, you've rolled a D20. You're successful in stealing it. But you also notice that there's a goblin who's next to you who's snuck up. And he's also trying to steal the same exact gold pouch as you are. Now, you're all of a sudden competing with this NPC, this non-player character. And now you're having to interact with something that you Wait a minute. There's non Player NPCs in this non-player. Yeah, what is it called? The remember all those elves and goblins that I mentioned. Oh, right, that are in the bar. The 
the, like I Dungeon said, Master episode, controls them. Everyone. Ah! Dungeon Master controls everything else. Uh, I, all right. I, I, I have to interrupt because we're, we're going to switch to another episode. Sure, sure. But I have to let everyone know that the confused orc, huh? once and if he's able to steal the pouch, mm-hmm. will then use the cold gold coins to buy my victim and everyone in the bar a, a decanter of ale. That makes okay. sense. See, that's, that's that's the personality of this thief. It's a little chaotic good where he's yeah. not like evil. He's not trying to destroy the world. But, you know, he's a little mischievous. Yeah. I like, I like <laughs> well, it. He's just a little guy. Yeah, he's just a little guy. All right. When we come back, we're going to maybe start a game where we're gonna, we've kind of talked about character. Yeah. We've talked about the sheet. We've kind of barely lightly touched on how the dice work. When we come back, what, what do you recommend we go to? I think we should talk about going a little bit more into interacting with NPCs, interacting yeah. with the world around you. And other players, too. And other players. Yeah, I like that. Um, All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, come back. Uh, we'll, we'll do this on the next episode, if that's okay with the Dungeon Master. That is okay. Well, we'll yeah, we'll have you roll for it off screen, and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. It's going to be okay. Huh? Thank you for listening to D&D, the confused orc is me. We hoped you learned a lot about Dungeons and Dragons today. And we hope you'll be back with us real soon for another episode. Stay tuned, won't you? <laughs>